0: This is the Heal from Toxic Relationships podcast with me, Dr. Sarah, empowering you to heal from painful relationships to rediscover your self-worth and confidence, because you are ready to be the best version of yourself. How to heal from a trauma bond this is super significant and i felt that this episode was incredibly important to record and it's something that i hold really dear to my heart so i really hope that this reaches out to as many people as possible please share it even if people feel like they've not necessarily had a trauma bond but they've had a toxic relationship please share it wide and loudly as possible because i do believe that it could help so many people I have recorded this episode in two parts because actually there is so much information that I really want to share with you all. And so this part one is with regards to the mirror effect. And this is absolutely crucial to hear, to understand before you move on to the exercises that will help you heal from a trauma bond. Because the more that you understand in terms of why it is that you get hooked into a trauma bond and why it is that you, that you get addicted, why it is that you end up being dependent on it and staying, the easier it becomes to do the five steps, the five different exercises that I outline in part two. So, when you move on to part two, I would absolutely love to hear your feedback on how you got on with these exercises. But for now, let's talk about this mirrored effect. How do you heal from a trauma bond? This information that I'm going to give you is from my clinical expertise, from my professional expertise as a clinical psychologist, as well as my expertise as a relationship coach. So I have been specializing in trauma bonding for God knows how many years, Um, clinically, professionally, and I've also had personal experience of trauma bonded relationships. So that is a bit of a personal self-disclosure. So all the information that I'm going to be giving you here is based on evidence, scientific evidence, and studies that have been researching this field for countless decades. Okay. This is going to be in-depth information and it's not the um, simple 10 steps that you might find on Google or something that just talks about self-care. Not saying self-care is not important. I believe self-care absolutely is important, but this is going to be talking to you about real ways of how to heal. And I use this in my retreats. I use this in my group. I use this one-to-one clients. So here is what it is. And obviously, like I said, if you struggle at all, please do reach out to me. Now, before we get onto the exercises, I want to just establish how it is that we heal from trauma bonding. So I really want to get this message in mind, because ultimately, our relationships, particularly the one that hurts us the most, Are actually a mirror of something going on internally. I really want you to keep that message in mind. This is perhaps one of the most important things that you will hear. The painful relationship that you are experiencing is a mirror of something unresolved inside of you. So, have you ever wondered why somebody may end up being in a trauma bonded relationship, whereas somebody else may not? They both both may be chatted up by the same person, by the same individual who has narcissistic tendencies. One person ends up getting hooked in and they remain in this relationship and actually it evolves into a trauma bond. Whereas somebody else doesn't get hooked in. They don't really care and they just kind of walk on by and they're living their life. Or if they see a glimpse of something that they don't like, they just say adios and they go off. He reasoned the key difference as to why one person gets hooked into a trauma bond and the other person doesn't isn't necessarily because of the narcissist in front of you. Sure, they're presenting some really unhealthy traits and really unhealthy characteristics. But the reality is is that we're not going to change other people. We're not here to control other people or to change other people because actually If we're having to change other people, we'll never be done. And also it shows that they don't want to change themselves. We're kind of enforcing this change because it's something to do with us because they have hurt us. So the difference between why someone would get hooked into a trauma bond and somebody doesn't is not because of the narcissist in front of you, but actually it's because of something inside of you. And so what happens is that when the narcissist or the individual narcissistic trait throws a bait over and you catch it and you latch on and you stick onto that, that's you holding onto something because of something inside of you. Whereas somebody else, they may also be throwing the bait, but they don't bite. They don't want to bite. They don't even care. They just walk on by. And so that in itself, is a big sign that actually it's not necessarily to do with a person with narcissistic tendencies, but it's something to do with something inside of you that is getting evoked in that moment. So let's begin. What is actually happening? Because I really want you to hold onto this message to empower you to realise that you have got the power to heal on your own, and you no longer need to rely on the person who has injured you for your healing actually relying on them to say yes you have permission to heal means that you are making them give you permission to heal right you are you are literally giving control to this other person to say yes i have injured you and actually nobody should have that power over you your pain is your pain and no one should have the right to say yes you are hurt or no you are not hurt If you're hurt, you're hurt, right? And so if we're waiting for that narcissist to say, you're hurt, then we're forever going to be leaving them in the position of power. So I really want you to take this message on board so that you are empowered and that you can have dominion over your life and you can control your healing journey. Going back to this point that I was saying about the the issue is actually something that's getting triggered inside of you and it's not necessarily just about the narcissistic individual throwing you the bait. What research tends to show us and what it has been showing us over the past couple of decades is that people who get addicted to trauma bonds or people who get hooked onto trauma bonds who fall into that trap, Tend to be people with one of two traits, if not both of these traits. The first one is someone who is high in terms of the empath. So these tend to be people who show a lot of care and a lot of regard and a lot of concern for other people. They work really hard to put themselves in other people's shoes, including the narcissist shoes. And they are just very generous. They're very giving and they're very loving. They're very caring. And all of these qualities, by the way, they're not bad qualities. They're really beautiful qualities. They're very endearing. But when you're faced with somebody who is able to hook you in, you are going to be justifying them for every single chance you get. So for example, if they show you their critical side and if they're being hostile towards you, if they're being aggressive towards you, and you're high as an empath, you're somehow going to conjure up a reason. you're going to end up justifying why they are being so critical. You're going to either minimize the fact that they've been aggressive and you're just kind of going to permit it to happen, or you're going to justify saying, "Oh yeah, they've had a really busy day they They were a bit stressed or "Oh yeah, no, I burnt dinner. That's really my fault," or, or whatever it might be. so one particular trait that you may have is being high in terms of the empath scale. The other trait is that you might have an anxious style attachment. So what does that mean? That means that you have grown up to be really worried about how other people feel about you. If other people really are trustworthy, if they are really meaning what they're saying, if they're really going to do and follow through with what it is that they promise you, And so that might have been that you've had a parent who is sometimes really intense, really smothering, but then actually they were really absent a lot of the time. Or it might be that you grew up in a household whereby you were only ever praised if you did really well in school. And if you didn't, you were really heavily criticised or there was that real sense of disappointment. It could be that basically you had standards to meet. And if you didn't meet those standards, then you would be dropped. And so what happens with an anxiously attached individual is that they really worry about their self-worth. So you become somebody who really doesn't know if you're good enough. You question whether or not you're good enough and you're just looking for other people to validate your worth. You're looking for other people to tell you if you're good enough or not. And so you work really, really hard in a trauma bond to please your partner who is the narcissist. However, regardless of how hard you try, your partner is forever going to criticize you. You're never going to be enough for them. And so you end up on this hamster wheel of constantly trying, but you never move anywhere. You never get anywhere because actually it's the narcissist who's put you on the hamster wheel, making you believe that you're going to get far the harder you run, the faster you run, but actually they're just they they're they're preventing you from actually moving anywhere. However, why do you stay on the hamster wheel? You could just look to the side and you can just hop off, but you don't you work really hard and you work harder and harder and harder, and you carry on running on this hamster wheel in the hope that the narcissist or your partner is going to find you being good enough and will tell you to get off the hamster wheel. But actually, again, you don't need to wait for their permission. You can just hop off on your own. With all of this being said, when you're in a trauma bond, the trauma bond is very much a mirror of what is going on inside of you. So what is it that's being triggered inside of you that allows you to be hooked in? And so, like I mentioned, the people who are susceptible to being hooked into a trauma bond tend to be if you're higher in an empath scale, or if you are someone who may be anxiously attached or have tendencies to be anxiously attached. So, with both of these elements, there is a chance that there is a core belief, a hidden belief in your subconscious mind, so it might not be something that you actively think about, but it's under the surface somewhere, that you believe that you are not good enough, that you are not worthy enough, and that other people, including this narcissist, this partner of yours, is better than you. And they can do better. And because your subconscious may believe that you are not good enough, it also means that you have to work harder, that you have to try more, that you have to do whatever it takes to please this person. So if that's the case, if this is one of the core issues that's going on for you, and chances are, I know I'm kind of talking into the ether here, like uh, I don't have anyone in front of me, but chances are you who is listening to this have an element of that where your core fear is that you worry that you are not enough. And so you're not enough for two vital domains for two reasons. That you feel that you are not good enough to be valued and so you end up being hooked into this cycle of being criticised because the more that they criticise you, the more that the narcissist criticises you, the more that it taps into that subconscious fear that you have of not being good enough, of not being valued enough, not being all of the not-enough's and so if they if they are criticizing you, that is the bait that they are throwing at you. But actually what happens is, is it's almost like an internal alert that you have and this alert, this alarm bell rings off and then you think, oh God, like this person really sees that I'm not good enough because they're criticizing me. And so I get hooked in, I latch onto this bait, I bite because... I want to work hard to try and resolve this issue. So I'm looking to solve the problem that's inside of me, this problem of not being good enough, with this person who is literally telling me that I am not good enough. Scary, right? <laughs> Logically, it might not make sense, but this is what goes on in your, in your subconscious mind. The second area of not being good enough is that you may have a fear of not being good enough To be around, to be held, to be held in mind or to be held physically or both, really. And so you may have this fear that other people don't want to be around you because you are not good enough to be around. So when they threaten you with ending the relationship or when they suggest that they're going to leave you for somebody else or that other people are better and therefore they're going to leave you for them. Again, that signals an alarm inside of you, and you think, oh crap, they really see that I am not good enough to be around. And so you work and you do whatever it is that you can do to hold on to that relationship to keep them around. Again, you are trying to solve this problem that you have inside of you of feeling like you're not good enough to be held in mind to to stick around for. And you're trying to solve it with somebody who is literally telling you, that you are not good enough for them to hang around. So what do you do? I really urge you to be listening to part two of this episode, because in part two, you are going to hear about five exercises that you can try out to begin your healing journey from trauma bonding. And of course, if you need any assistance, please do reach out to me. I am at healtoxicrelationships.com. I would be more than happy to help. And until next time, take care.